This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome into Season 2, Episode 29 of Banging on the Drum. M-Dog is one of those Mondays where everything feels so much better. How you doing? Oh, yeah. So this is a perfect Monday for, for the year for me, right? So weekend went almost perfectly. I think the Bucks loss is the only thing that really kind of brings a damper to it. But just really, so like this weekend, I had a blast. I can't complain about anything really that happened this weekend except for the Bucks game. Yeah, no, it was about the best case scenario that could happen. Obviously, the Packers walk away with a victory in Miami. They do it early in the day, too. So, like, you didn't even have to, like, sweat it on Sunday. You know, they could have ruined your Christmas right off the bat, but they just made your Christmas or your birthday. Happy birthday. Yep. Well, thank Uh, you. (laughs) Just uh, gave you a birthday present early. And I couldn't just imagine your day going bad after what happened Saturday for us. And was there any yeah. like circumstantial games that needed to happen later in Sunday? Like, I think it was. No. So we had the Steelers and then the Cardinals Cardinals bucks doesn't matter because whoever wins the South is the only team from the South. That's going to get in no, almost no matter what. And yeah. then um, Broncos Cardinals, Rams pretty sure are out of it. Rams are out. So, yeah, so everything set up. It was a good uh, Christmas Eve of football for Packers fans. Even like the games that maybe would matter if the Packers lost another one. I know, I think we were talking about this a little bit on the last one, but I do think there is a way. It's not worth testing out that the Packers could still get in the playoffs, even if they do lose another one. And I think even those scenarios play it out because I think we would need the Giants to lose out and we would need. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's exactly. a 4%, 4% chance of making the playoffs if we lose to the Vikings. You can't lose to the Lions and make the playoffs. Yeah, because then I think you would need the Lions to lose out. You would need the Giants to lose out. Well, I mean, if you lose no. to the Lions, the Lions didn't lose out. So the Seahawks and commanders need to probably lose out in order for us to get it and lions right dude i did the playoff lose to the vikings i did the playoff machine and running it as uh the giants losing out and the uh commanders losing out and it puts you at the sixth seed if the packers went out and those two both lose out but i mean they got some winnable games honestly I mean, we're optimists on this uh, podcast, but they very well both could win their next two games. Yeah. Just from circumstance, uh, Cowboys being locked into a seed, the Eagles being locked into the seed. But that that was even a game that I think was underestimated on how important it was uh, for the Cowboys to win that game to keep that division alive. At least I think it keeps that alive, and then it keeps the Vikings able to get to the one seed. 
So, yeah, everything went right. It was a beautiful weekend. So is that detrimental to us in the fact that we're going to have to have, like, a real game against the Vikings? I mean, I think there was again. No, I think it's better because now the Commanders and Giants are both going to have real games against one of them plays the Cowboys, one of them plays the Eagles. And I think if the Eagles were just coasting, they would do what the Packers did last year and, you know, lose to the Lions week week 18. Especially if Jalen Hurts is dinged up, which he was against the Cowboys and didn't play, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to go straight into running with the pack still. Uh, well, it's fresh in our minds. So Packers head down to Miami and play Grinch this year, beating the Dolphins 26 to 20. I'm going to go through the scoring plays here real quick. Um, just because there wasn't like many punts in this game. So I think I think it'll be fairly smoothly going through this. So, or uh, well, Dolphins first drive, they have a, Fairly good drive, but the Packers' defense bends, doesn't break. They give up a field goal. And then, uh, wow, I'm already struggling. Then Nixon, take that's the one where Nixon uh, takes it back like 93 yards. I think he had a 93-yard return, gets tripped up on like the seventh. The Packers have a negative nine-yard drive and get a field goal out of that drive. Then the next drive for the Dolphins is the big play to Waddle. One play, 84 yards. Waddle just torches us. But the Packers didn't give up uh, when shit like that happened, which was like a nice, uh, nice change of events. So the Packers have a good drive, go back down, tie it up. And at that point in the game, I was like, I, I think the Packers are going to be fighting throughout this whole game. Like, I knew there were spots where you could get negative, but after that drive, I was like, I'm going to stay positive this whole drive, like, or this whole game, uh, no matter what happens there. Uh, they capped that one off uh, with a pass to Mercedes Lewis. So, Mercedes Lewis came up huge twice in this game. And then the Packers, or well, I guess we'll just go scoring drives. Then Dolphins uh, score a touchdown before half, quite a bit before half, uh, on a three-play, 62-yard drive. Then they get another field goal. Um, what's that put us at? 20 to 10. Them, Packers end up getting a field goal to make it a one-possession game going into halftime get the ball back at halftime, go down, get a touchdown, tie it up. Uh, Dolphins miss a field goal. We got kind of lucky. I felt like that was the first time all year that we got lucky on some shit like the Dolphins miss. Do you know how long the field goal was? Uh, No, I don't. Yeah, 48 yards. Okay. (laughs) To me, though, it felt like a reasonable miss. Um. then the next drive, this was, this was, so it was Rogers interception. So clearly 
I don't know, maybe I'm too biased for this one, but clearly looked like pass interference. Um, I think they were talking about it on the broadcast that like it's pretty obvious that yeah he pushes them through the through the play and then takes the ball right and the thing with that though it was it kind of wasn't that awful of an interception i want to say it came on did it come on third down yeah so it was third and 15 takes a shot at the end zone it gets picked off in the end zone touchback you know kind of like if it's intercepted it's a punt type deal but it looked like pass interference and the drive should have continued which sucked but then alexander makes the big play picks it off runs it back to i want to say like the five yard line and sure shit this is my negative self talking packers just get a field goal out of that drive so we had two Two drives yeah, starting within the 10-yard line or 10 or 15-yard line. I think it was within 10 that they both didn't end in a touchdown, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, you can't. It is kind of crazy that you won that game uh, having that. But, yeah, they get a field goal off that one. They pick the Dolphins off again, get another field goal, um, and then they pick the Dolphins off again. So, I guess when you win the turnover battle four to one, like they did, that's, that's a way that you win that game. But I was very impressed with the Packers. I, I can't lie too much. I, I thought it was a great game. So I think their defense looked good. I think that our young players appear to be functioning more effectively in inside both the offense and the defense. And I don't think you can ask for much more at this point in the season. No. Uh, yeah, like everything that we've been needing to go right. So I'll run through what I seen the bad was. So obviously we touched it in the in the scoring slash big plays. So the Packers offense not being able to finish those short drives like that needs to fucking change that. That is one thing. If you're going to be a Super Bowl team in your kick returner brings a ball 93 yard return inside the 10 and you respond with a negative nine yard drive. Like how couldn't you just be so jacked up like that? You're going to go out and do something. I want to say Rogers did take a really bad sack on that. Like a really uncharacteristic. I think it it was, that was third down too. That was on third down. I think it was late in the, in the series, but still, like, I feel like you should be able to just give the ball to Dylan or Jones and just say, all right, we're going to give you the ball three times in a row here. Like, you should be juiced up enough to put in the end zone because your linemen should be juiced up. You know what I mean? You shouldn't that, really have that, to put it in Rodgers' hands. And that will re- lead right into my next bad thing. Is We did not even – so we did not run the ball well against them. So Dylan had 11 carries for 36 yards. Jones had six carries for 25 yards. Um, but the ca- caveat with that is, is the Dolphins were all in on stopping the run. Like you could tell Mike McDaniels or whoever their defensive coordinators yep. um, thing was, is like, we're going to see if Rogers is washed up. And in that first half, 
you know, I mean, I, I was texting with you throughout the game. So I know you, you keep your faith. Um, I tend to keep my faith. I, I don't think if Rogers is breathing, like I just have faith that he's going to turn it around. Like something is going to turn out, but yeah, we did not run the ball well versus them. But like I said, it looked like there was eight guys in the box the whole damn game. Like I was, I was trying to do my, my box, my box counting uh, yeah. throughout the game. And I was pretty locked into like seeing how it was going. Um, I have my mother-in-law in town. I didn't try to over explain the game, but whenever I have someone not familiar with football and they're going to ask me like the most off the wall questions that make me think about the game, it, it tends to help me lock into the game a little bit. Be like, Oh, maybe I do know this like a little bit better than, than I give myself credit for. So yeah, I think that I think now this is going away from kind of what we're talking about, but when you know something really, really well, like you think that it's basic. Yeah. Right. I think that you diminish what it is. I do. I know I do. And so I assume other people do the same thing. Yeah. But I think if you were watching that game and just seeing that they were passing the ball so much, like I kind of stayed off my Twitter just because like, I mean, we have family from out of town in yep. town and I don't want to be on my phone watching the game, but it is nice to stay off your game during Twitter. But the few times I skimmed, usually when you see something like that go down, like all Twitter's like, run the damn ball, run the damn ball. Right. Screw Joe. And I didn't like when I did chime in, when I went and took my uh, halftime, halftime break, I, d- I didn't see too much of that. So I feel like the fan base is fairly knowledgeable enough to know that. Yeah. There was a reason why we weren't running the ball that much. You don't think so? No, I think that the fan base for the most part is like if they're running the ball, then they want them to pass. And if they are passing the ball, they want them to run. And if <laughs> the special teams isn't good. They think that special teams needs to be the best in the league. And if the special teams is awesome, they need a new uh, coordinator. I think that basically – the fan base in general is negative. Right. And I think, and I don't think that's unique to the Packers. Right? No, so I think it's, that, I think that every fan base, they get a loss and they're like, it's the end of the world because somebody makes a good point about something. And then like it builds on that and builds on that, especially in the, like with social media, you can find the other negative fucks that are, wanting to run everything you know what i mean and so like i think people that get angry about things post way more shit yeah yeah um but we'll we'll pull it back in there um yeah we we do try to keep it like pretty optimistic but i I was impressed with like i said i wasn't on twitter that much but it seemed like people were aware that there was a reason why we weren't running the ball that much. And there could have been like a couple of things that gone into it. Cause we had Jones was nicked up going into the game. Dylan was in the concussion, like protocol. We got our boy, Patrick Taylor 
ended up coming up with a big first down for us. Yeah. I mean, that was on, on a pass, but um, the health of the running back room. And then on top of it, I think the dolphins going in that game is hey, if we can make Rogers be the guy that beats us, we'll, we'll let that happen, which sounds crazy. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life, I think. But but don't don't you think that's what they did, though? Probably to some extent. Or the Packers dialed back on their um, run game due to the fact that Dylan is slight, like, head injury type stuff. We can't lose him. Aaron Jones is dinged up a little bit. Didn't play very much in the second half of the last game. Like, Maybe we have guys that are a problem. What? So Patrick Taylor hasn't been in all year. They didn't let him get any touches. Yeah, he had one, one catch for 17 yards. But all of a sudden, he's getting playing time, and he hadn't gotten playing time in the first 12 weeks. Yeah, no, I think Jones has something hampering him because, honestly, you didn't see much of Jones. Right. Like – until it was go time. And that was one thing I was very impressed with Jones. Like it seems, and I said this watching the game, like I, I don't think there's much truth to this. Like I think it's more of a coincidence, but it does like ring in my head a little bit. It's sometimes like when the game gets tough and it looks like it's going to be a tough guy or a tough game on out, you start hearing like this guy's injured, this guy's injured, this guy's injured. And then you got a guy like Jones that's just like, who is injured, who's like, fuck it, just put me in then. Like, yeah. Put me in, coach. Yeah, like I'll get the job done. And he he did come up big late. Like I want to say, I don't know when all of his carries happened, but I want to say most of his work was done in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, he only had six carries. But, but anyways – on to the next bad thing. So we didn't run the ball very well with them. Like I said, I think it was more of the Dolphins game plan was to make Rodgers beat them. And if I could touch one more thing, which I said, it sounds like it's crazy, but I, I don't think it's that crazy. It's like in the NBA where you're like going to a game and you got the best player on the other team and you're like, sure, we're going to let Steph Curry get his 30 points do whatever just don't let anybody else do that and i think that they thought that could be a recipe for success and it looked like it was gonna work a little bit in the first part but anyways next bad that i have packers were two for 14 converting third downs um we've been harping on with the packers nation harping on uh third down plays big time Packers were dog shit on third down uh, offensively and defensively not so bad Mike could you guess what the percentage was that we allowed I mean so to be fair like third down last week was awesome it was just the four times that they actually gave it up it was from 12 yards away Whatever. Yeah. So I don't know what it was this yesterday. But I, let's. I'm going to say two for thirteen. Two for seven. So yeah, not great, not bad. Um, 
I'll take it. No, I don't. I think two for seven is very good. If you're stopping guys on third downs, that means you're getting the ball back. And so five stops, that's that's pretty big, I think. Yeah, two for seven, and then you turn the ball over four times. Like that's that's takeable. Uh, so yeah, for the third down thing, I would say it was more of our offense not being able to convert on third downs or like putting ourselves in situation uh, to convert those third downs. And then the last bad thing I had is just bad luck. Uh, Yash Neiman goes down. Nixon goes down after he looks like he's going to have a hell of a game. Uh, just affects the game in so many ways that that we've been missing watching a special teams specialist uh, go in this because he takes out kick 93 yards, sets us up for a field goal. And then the next kickoff, they're like, fuck that. We're not going to let this guy even have a shot to touch the ball. They kick it up the middle. Uh, I don't think they meant to hit him, but DeGora recovers it at like the 50 or wherever he recovers it. And that leads to a Packers touchdown. I think that's the one that was capped off by the Mercedes Lewis uh, touchdown there. Packers only punted the ball one time. So they were pretty uh, risky. I can't remember exactly what they were doing on fourth downs, but they, they were not afraid to go to for it. So they were three for five on, on fourth down conversions, which, yeah, which was great. Um, ends up helping us win the game. Uh, that's what I got for bad stuff. Do you got anything to add to anything that you've seen? No, and like honestly, I want to say I'm so I'm sitting watching the game with my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, and I'm pretty well in the tank because it's my birthday and I know I don't have to drive and I'm not like doing anything like too serious, and so. I was attempting to be super drunk during the Packer game and it was, I was successful. And so they'd ask me questions about the Packers and I'd just say like, when it comes to like details on the Packers today, I just don't have them. Like I can't dig into like what, what I think is going on because everything was a little fuzzy around the edges for me. So I didn't have anything that you didn't cover. So it was Joe Nixon uh, for, that was returning kicks for us during the game for you. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, who's that guy? I was like, that eh, Joe. Joe Joe Nixon. Joe Rogers had a pretty good game tossing the ball. Um, I was so was not quite Joe Rogers drunk, but close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Uh, <laughs> all right, That's so Rogers something. Let's go to the good here real quick. So I'll run through what I got good. So special teams was amazing. So kick return game, obviously with Nixon, was great. And it is funny to see because I was like, is this guy just like getting lucky? Like, you know, like just he's taking the ball out of the end zone. They're not expecting it. Nope. (laughs) Romeo Dobbs comes in. And no no fault of Romeo Dobbs. you know, he got thrown into a situation that I don't think he expected to be in. And he's seen what Nixon was doing. And you could tell he, he caught the first one deep. And I was like, you could tell he like halfway thought, like he was like, 
I should probably just sit on this. He's like, but Nixon's been fucking taking these <laughs> shits back. And he comes out of the end zone and he just doesn't have that, like, you know, Nixon just runs and tends to run like to the right places. I, I don't know what the skill is that Nixon has, but he has it. He just has that thing that those special teams guys that are great have. And you tell Romeo Dobbs was too much in his head when he was like, you know, like when it's Nixon, it's free flowing. When it was Dobbs, it was like, should, you know, he already, when he caught it, he was like, should I take it or should I leave it? You know? Yeah. And so for me, I think the thing special teams guys have is they are uh, your boy, John, right? So they are the guy that leans a hundred percent into like, if I die, I die, right? Like this does not matter. I'm going to do everything that I can here. So if you've listened to the podcast in the past, we've had John on a, uh, Kessler, John Kessler on a few times for definitely J dog <laughs> on a few times and he'll do anything like, like uh, you put a dollar on him eating uh, ghost pepper. John's in, right? He'll just do it for, I don't know, the laughs or the attention or whatever it is. Doesn't matter why he's doing it. He'll do it. And he leans in on it. He'll go further than everybody. I think that's the, like the attribute that makes a good returner is a guy that's like, Oh, you think I won't do this? Watch me. And I also do think it's the guy. And I think a lot of these guys are like NFL guys, but you know how you've played with sports with somebody that like maybe does not know the game that well, but like the way that they play the game, like you're kind of like, man, this guy's a genius. Like, but you'd ask them to explain it and they would just yep. be like, Oh, I just do it. Like, I, I don't yeah, have to just do it, it guy. I think is, is what we're talking about. The guy that super, I think Charles Woodson's not that he doesn't understand football. Ooh, I think that's a bad, that's a bad one. No, but I think that like he's a guy that just played at such a high level at everything he ever did that he was just like, oh, I just go out and I like I return kicks and I return punts and it's just what I do. Yeah. So that's a big piece of the reason that he's a Heisman is because he's an elite level corner on top of the fact that he did the kick and punt returning as well. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if he did both, but he definitely did one of them at Michigan. But Woodson just seemed, and we, we get into this. I think we, uh, one of our dream guests of all time, one of mine would be Nick Collins. And oh yeah, I think yeah. I think how smart Nick Collins played the game was was just like an underestimated. Uh, facet to like his game but I feel like Woodson was was there with him like I I do think Woodson was able to do what he could do because Nick Collins could let him gamble when he wanted to gamble so maybe you're right like it was more like hey we're gonna let Woodson go just play football and and you know Nick Collins kind of reads off of what Woodson's doing there but both those guys, I think, played off script 
and it paid off for them so often, just like a like a Troy Polamalu kind of did. Like yeah. he'd play off script sometimes, and then when he did that, it seemed like he was always successful. And I think that's more intuition than it is like football intelligence. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, no, like, I'll give you that. That's where I'm at with Woodson is that he's got this intuition, not that it, he doesn't study football and doesn't understand football, but his intuition is like, my intelligence is telling me this is going to happen, but I think it's a little bit different and I'm going to adjust to that. And he, and it, and it works for him and he's on most of the time. Yeah. Anyways, back to, back to Nixon. Like I, I will say, I don't know. I don't want to gun anyone down for being what they are. What way? I don't know why he's so good at it, but he is like, he's, he's got that factor, whether it be that, that he has just great instincts or whether he's smart and sees the play, whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. Um, But then we got there just our special teams in general. Our kick coverage game is great. They're sitting guys down when they need to sit guys down. Um, And punt coverage is great. We're not having any hiccups that we had. All of the stuff that we take for granted that's happening for the special teams this year, it just – I mean, I guess as Packer fans, if you've been a Packer fan for the last two years, you're not really taking that shit for granted. Crosby should be. Yeah, four for four kicking field goals, all good snaps, all good holds, all good kicks. Uh, and Rich Bisaccia, if, if he doesn't have Denver's job by uh, by next year, I don't I don't know what they're doing wrong because that guy has kept the Packers fighting in this season. I, I would say, if anything, this. This victory was, you know, Aaron Rodgers nutting up in the second half like he does. Uh, and then the special teams just keeping us in that game to allow Rodgers to do what he does. Gave him time to turn that one around. But the special teams, they get the BJ uh, for this game. Yeah, so do, you think, do you think Bisaccia wants a head coaching job? I think so. I think anybody wants to have the ability to try. And I think if you don't try him out after he gets that Raiders team to the playoffs last year through turmoil, comes into the shittiest special teams unit in the league, the the only reason the Packers don't make it to the Super Bowl and win that Super Bowl last year. Probably two years in a row, really. Yeah. Definitely last year, though. I mean, yep. that that was the only reason I say that. But and it really was like the only reason we lost the 49ers. That 49ers team was built better to play in cold weather. But yeah, they are. Uh, but I mean, it was special teams errors that gave them the opportunity to win that game. And they won that game. I think that oh, I mean, so honestly, cool. I think they. The Packers lost that game by seven, and they scored a special teams touchdown. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, and all right. We'll we'll keep moving on the good, but I do think, I mean, if he doesn't want a job, 
I feel like that's kind of an oddball thing. Yep. But I think what he's done the past two seasons warrants somebody being like, you know, let's let's give this guy a shot. Even what he did last season, like you take a team that has a ton of shit go wrong, right? So you have the Henry Rugg situation where he kills the the lady in the car, right? And then um, I don't know. Maybe he just had someone in the car that was a lady with him, but he killed somebody. He goes to prison. He gets essentially kicked off the team. Like, I don't feel like at the time they're winning. And then Gruden gets canned for sending out shitty emails. They're, the Raiders had every reason to just, like, fold. And he yeah. leads that team. Leads that team into, like, a like – a, winning your end game and they go in and then really they dominated that game for the most part. And then the chargers came back late in that game, but I don't know. I don't like, I guess I honestly don't understand why he didn't get a head coaching job last year. Why you don't keep him on as the Raiders guy. I can't figure that out for, for my life. Like I, don't understand why Basaccia is not the Raiders head coach right now. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I'm super thankful for that because this special teams unit just, they look good. Like they're excited to play special teams. Like he's doing something like there's, you can't just say like, Oh shit. Now, now we're lucky that we're good at special teams. Like, I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, no, he's turned the worst special teams unit into damn near the best special teams unit just by snapping his fingers and being in Green I mean, Bay. So. I mean, to be fair, I think it's like an accountability and like how much you work on that kind of stuff. And I would assume that Lafleur and the group of coaches that they had in the past did not believe – they needed to practice the special teams, right? That they didn't need to do things to make their special teams elite. When that, I mean, I mean, we can see obviously that that's not the case. You have to be good. All right, we'll move on from special teams here. So probably the next best thing, if not even better than the special teams, is uh, we won the turnover battle four to one. Like we said, uh, Rogers interception was kind of worked as a punt still seemed to kind of bullshitty that it looked like a push off on the defense if anything to get that ball but whatever um it happened Packers defense responds by first play Alexander picks the ball off runs it back to the five or wherever he does we get another field goal which obviously was in the bad but Alexander had a pick uh Devondre Campbell had a pick. Russell Douglas had a pick. And then Jerron Reed recovered a fumble. I can't remember who forced that fumble, but we got it back. Um, We turned the Dolphins over four times. And when we were going over what we thought the Packers needed to do to win that game, we were wrong about a couple of things. They, They definitely didn't do a couple of things that we said they needed to do to win that game. 
very well, like run the ball on the clock. I mean, I think we did have uh, 32 to 28 uh, time of possession. Right. But that's that, not significant, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, not not really. It's like we had an extra drive. Um, not in today's NFL. Yeah, we had an extra good drive than they did, but they crushed it in the turnover battle. So had sticky fingers out there. And I don't think there was anyone where we were saying Quay Walker. Granted, I, th- I think I made it sound like Quay Walker had like easy chances to pick the ball off. Uh, they were tough shots, but it was just ones we needed him to start coming up with. And well, he had another opportunity in this in this game. I feel like I guess it it wasn't perfect. Like he slipped. Guy landed on him, but yeah, the ball was his, in his area. So he's reading that ball well. Maybe he just needs to work with the wide receivers for the offseason, get his hands good. But I do think if he does that, he's probably the best tight end in the NFL. Right? He runs super well. If he had hands, he'd probably be a tight end. Oh, okay. So you really were saying tight end. I thought I thought you, you fumbled your words there, but no. Was, no, uh, so they just like if he had good hands, they just turn him over to the other side of the field. I like it. All right, and then my last one is my last good here is Rodgers in the second half looked like the Rodgers of old, and this is where I mean we defend Rodgers like no other uh, on this podcast, but man, I don't get how people don't defend him more they're like oh he's a bad teammate like he goes in there he does the quarterback sneak like the brutal quarterback sneak gets a first down but that's like to be fair like that's probably his first quarterback sneak in like 10 years that's true but like he does not do that play but when shit hit the fan and he needed to do that you know he did that he was like okay dylan's nicked up Jones is nicked up. Like, we're going to go out there to surprise him, get this first down. He ran for another first down. He ran another time, I want to say on third and something, where he made the fourth down convertible. And then he just dropped some dimes, like vintage Rodgers of old, to Mercedes Lewis. Um, I can't remember another big one, but that, that pass to Mercedes Lewis, I want to say it was like 32 yards or whatever it is because Mercedes yeah. Lewis has two catches for 32 yards. So maybe 31 yards because his other one was a one-yard touchdown catch. And to Mercedes Lewis's credit, he made a big catch there. Like he was targeted two times. He caught a touchdown and he caught one of the bigger balls in the game. Uh, I want to say in last week's two. game, they did mention like – and this is a good point that he came into the league is not a blocking tight end. No, he was no. a first round pick, right? So he's like the 20th or the 21st overall pick for, I want to say the yeah Jaguars. I mean, right in that range, he was expected to be an elite level wide receiving tight end. And he's a really, really good blocker. That's why he stays in the league as long as he has, but. Yeah, yeah, 17 years. I want to say Rodgers. It's either Rodgers in the league for 17 years 
and he's in the league for 18 years or Rogers in the league for 18 years. And he's in the league for 17 years. I kind of think he's yeah. older than Rogers though. I think he's the 18 and Rogers. Is he, could, he could be. I mean, did you see that um, Crosby passed far for consecutive games played as a Packer, which is pretty impressive as well. Yeah. yeah I no. get that he's a kicker, but still they, they put a lot of torque on their body. Like there's a good possibility of, I don't know, you pull a hammy, you can't kick. Maybe that's what happened a few years ago when he was well, missing and, everything. But. And just teams moving on from kickers. Like, I mean, I know there's like, you know, the Tuckers, the Vinatieri's, the – I mean, those are like the good examples. I, I know there's more kickers out there that have like some longevity. So but, like Janikowski played probably 15 years for the Raiders, maybe more. I think more, dude. I think he played start to finish, and he didn't finish as a young pup either. Like, I want to say he probably had, like, damn near a 20-year career. Um, Right. Like, that he just had – he's always had the leg to be able to kick in the NFL. Um, Jason Hansen. I I was going to say the Lions guy, and I couldn't think of his name. But, yeah, you're right. Like, Teams will move on, like the Bears moved on from a, a guy like Robbie Gold, yeah, who played another ten years in San Francisco. I hate that son of a bitch. Yeah, me too. He's the worst. But um, he was elite with Chicago. He plays like three or four years there, and they move on from him, which I can't figure out because he's still—I don't know if he's still kicking, but he kicked last year for the. 49ers and pretty pretty good. Our lifetime for the Packers have been pretty good kickers, pretty good quarterbacks, pretty good kickers to say the least. Uh, I mean, started with our boy Chris Jackie. Legit, like four four or five kickers. So, so it was Chris Jackie from the time that we could remember it. Uh, So I think it goes Jackie straight to Longwell. No. Brett Conway is the guy you're missing. Brett Conway was kind of a – he missed a big field goal where Favre knew that the game was in the bag. I'll I'll never forget it. Um, and I actually remember it is – I think it was against the Eagles. Uh, it was just a, a vintage Favre drive at the end of the game, like where he put us in field goal range to, like, win the game. And he's just on the sideline happy because he's like, you know, Jackie hits this one every single time. He misses it, and it's like Conway's not going to be the kicker next year. And then we have Ryan Longwell, and then go from Longwell to Crosby. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't think there was I a think, break. I think there was a a couple kickers between Longwell and Crosby, but like short or like half season stint, right type stuff. I want to say Brett Maher kicked for the Packers at one point. Maybe it wasn't, mm. maybe that's not the guy, but like I thought there was a guy between there that ended up being in Kansas city or maybe came from Kansas city. Yeah. So let me. Condiff. Was Condiff, oh, a kicker? Condiff sounds about right. I don't think I'm going to find the right thing that we want here, but I mean, yeah, whatever. Whatever it was. Legit 
quality kickers for a long, long time. In Green well, and Mason Crosby was, I want to say, a second round pick too, because I remember in Colorado he was. He got picked. I think that was a big deal. Yeah. So. Whatever. Um, but yeah, our last good that I had is just showed resiliency. So we we had the injuries that we talked about, Yash Neiman going down, uh Nixon going down, Christian Watson going down, Jones being nicked up, uh Dylan being nicked up. And we just had guys step up, like Mercedes Lewis steps up, Patrick Taylor catches a big first down. Robert Tanyan uh, comes in, makes another big catch for us. And yeah, they, they they had to win it with not that many weapons, uh, which they've kind of been doing the whole year. Like we're not loaded with weapons or anything. Yep. But huge win against the Dolphins. And whereas I thought in the Rams game, you know, we could have done stuff better. Uh, I think Thought we should have floored the Rams a little bit better. And, I mean, every game, I'm sure there's something that a team could have done better. But Dolphins are a good team. They had Waddle. They had Hill. Douglas and Alexander played great. Secondary played great. I want to say Amos played probably his best game this season. I know he led the team. That Waddle catch, yeah, he got burnt on, right? But I, that is what it is. Yeah, he has eleven tackles. Um, yeah, but all around good game. You got anything more? Nope. So I, I agree. All right. Do you want to? You're gonna take. We're taking a break here. We are gonna take a break. Mike's got to take a dump, and we will be back with you guys a, in a I second. Take a pat and wipe my drone. Yep, we'll be right back after covering the Packer game. We are going to roll right into Mike has the ten best Wisconsin sports moments of the year ready to rip. So we're getting ready for a New Year's show. So we're going to do this one, and we'll see if we can think of a better idea for actual New Year's. But I want yeah, to hear so what these best 10 I'm going to say this. These are the biggest 10 moments in Wisconsin sports, not the best, because they're definitely not things that I would put on the best 10. The best I'm, 10 would be things that happen that are good. This is not so much that. This is on, This is from the Journal Sentinel, too, in Milwaukee. So, um. I, and I would agree with these for the most part, right? I'm just interested to hear because, like, I can't think of anything that went too great for it. Like, I, I want to guess a couple couple things. Okay. What do you think is on this list? Paul Chris gets fired. Luke Fickle gets hired. Yep. Um. Is that one or is that two different moments? That's one moment, right? So okay. a stunning fire and a stunning hire. And that's actually the first one they have on the on the list. So okay, so I'm doing pretty good. Um yeah, honestly, that's about all that I got nah, off the top of my head. Nah, so you get think summertime. Think summertime. I think you're gonna get one. We we kind of lost our mind about it for a while. 
didn't make sense. Oh, hater trade. Um, yeah, these are all going to be painful moments. All right, let them rip. They're not all going to be painful. So there's two trades. So like, and these fall together. So there you got the hater trade, and you got the Devonte Adams trade. Both happened oh, yeah. last year. Yep. They're pretty big deals. Um, see here, next one blocked punt in the snow. So we talked about that a little bit earlier. That um, our special teams created some problems for us with the Packers in the championship or nope division round last year, right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't make it to the championship, right? Uh, so blocked punt in that game. Uh, uh, Holiday makes Marcus Smart a meme. So uh, in the playoff game, he just kind of makes him look silly with that steal late. Oh, yep. yep, yep. Turns him into a meme. Um, the first few were bad. Um, then we got Chucky Hepburn banks it in against Purdue. See, man, my memory retention. What oh, was yeah. like? What was the stakes of that moment? Um, because like, I vaguely remember it now that you I mean, so you're so you're playing Purdue, who's probably one of the top teams in the country, and he hits a long three pointer with like one point two seconds left on the clock. After Purdue had just tied it up at 67, so they get the win. They swept the Boilermakers. I do remember that as well. No, I don't like necessarily remember it too much. Um, This one, I think we're going to remember Jawan Howard versus the Badgers coaches. So Krabinoff and Jawan Howard are like fighting each other or whatever. I think that's a pretty big moment last year. It's all oh, you got to be shit fucked up there. Yeah, Jawan uh, Howard and, hasn't looked good since that either. Like, I feel like he had another big uh, mess up because we were pretty forgiving of Jawan Howard, but I think we're both pretty big uh, Jalen Rose fans. So yeah. I think he can swear opinion on on Howard and stuff. Yeah, and I think that um, there's there's a real, like, attitude towards – my attitude towards basketball players is, like, everybody thinks that they're soft and, like, they don't know how to, like, be physical or whatever. And I disagree almost entirely. I think that they're the guys that – like, guys that make it to the pros, almost all of them are giants. Right. So even like a six four two thirty guy is gonna like tower over most people in his everyday life. And that guy's like a point guard or a shooting guard in the NBA. Uh, these guys are all giants that if you ran into them in a normal everyday setting, you'd just be like, I'm gonna leave that and Howard is no different. He's probably Six six to six eight somewhere in there, and just a guy that if you were walking down the street, you'd be—I don't want to say terrified because it's just that he's tall, but like he's big enough that 
you should almost always think twice before you interact with him. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a guy that like towers over me like that, where I've like been like, I think I could take him if I needed to. <laughs> yeah. Like even if they yeah. weren't a pro athlete. No, oh, for sure. Right. So like a guy that's just way bigger than you is going to have more power than you just in the vast majority of times. Right. Yeah. Like, Cause it just takes that he doesn't, but well, it takes their body so much more um, like effort to work. So like, yeah. like just the pure strength that you get from operating your body every single day. Yeah. I mean, if it's like a, even like that. Yeah. So uh, like, I just think that people give basketball players way too little credit in the fact that they are like super physical specimens, right? To be able to move the way they do and be that big is strange, right? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I will say we've had this conversation on the show before is like every guy out there like thinks that he's like a little bit tougher than he probably actually is or or maybe maybe even not maybe you are out there listening to this and you are actually that tough but i fall into the category where i'm like oh I, i think i think i could survive like i think i could hand my own like when it comes to a guy that's like six four or better I don't think that way very much. Like they'd have to be a pretty scrawny six, four. Yeah, I would agree. Um, anyway, like I think Hawa- Howard, Jesus, I was going to say Juwan and then I conflated Juwan and Howard. Honored. Yeah. Um, I think that to some extent, Right, he gets pissy about something, and then he thinks he should be able to fight because he should. I think in his mind, he should never get pissy about things because no people probably have cowed him to him his entire life. I don't know what that means, but I so um, uh, so I'm gonna use another term that you might not like, knuckled under, or like just kind of like gave his side of the story just a little bit more leeway than normal right and so he got kind of pissy um with a guy like uh it it might not be actually joe crabbing off but i think it is (laughs) Uh, it definitely is yeah uh that's a guy that i watched him play basketball for he must have been there for in maybe even five years that's a guy that i would have like you never fuck with like that's a guy that will go to blows. Yeah. If he if he just decides to. Like there is something to go like what you're saying is in this sport of basketball, and I think we've covered this before, is because whenever I end up going in and playing a pickup basketball game that happens like maybe once a year or once every two years, like I am blown away at how good basketball people think they are at doing oh, this stuff God. and they're very like one-sided like they don't have any perspective of like what the other people are thinking about what they're doing in that situation 
so I guess to that point is like, you know, like Juwan Howard, you know, succeeded at like the top level for, you know, a very long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, he's going to think he's right. He's going to think he's the best. Cause I mean, we see it with like LeVar Ball, who I think he was an NBA player, but he he would call out Michael Jordan. Like it's just like the mindset you see on a basketball court where yeah, I, I don't know. Like I don't understand. Yeah, it. I think like, confidence I levels in basketball confidence levels in basketball are something I cannot understand. And I think that even you and I, when we would ref it like the McCoy games, like you could see it. Like guys that are like, well, I'm better than all these guys. I don't understand. And they weren't. Like you could definitely tell they weren't. But their confidence level was super high. Do you remember the Yakim Tessa guy? I just remember he had like, he was like good. He was the best player that's ever stepped on the the Fort McCoy thing. He he was fairly humble, but I did okay. get him to like shoot the shit with me. He was probably like six three. He played for uh, Edgewood, I want to say, if they have a college okay. team in Madison. And he was like, yeah, if I was – he still even has it. He, he was like, if I was 6'7", he was like, I'd be in the league. Um, well, and he, I mean, to be fair, like it's a lot easier to be in the league at 6'7". There are guys in the league at 6'3". Like, so Chris yeah. Paul is probably 6'3", 6'4", right? There's I don't even think that he's are, that. Oh, really? Okay. No. And like I want to say Steph Curry's six four. Like you can make it to the league if you're six three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um there's a guy that was out of Syracuse and he didn't pan out in the league. Uh Johnny something. And he was like little, but he was dynamic with the ball. I think he was out of Syracuse. And then it does but it then doesn't. everyone's favorite mugs mugsley bogues. But, yeah, yeah, but that was in the '90s. Like, so yeah, do we have any? But Nate Robinson, maybe under six foot in the pros in the like relatively recent. So Chris Paul's six foot, and I think that's about the best example as you're going to get is like a perennial all star that's under six three. Um, yeah, there's not many, right? Yeah, and so I think that. To be fair, like a guy who's six three could play at a number of Division oh. One colleges and and not make the pros like pretty oh, yeah. easily. So to say that, like, if I'm six seven, I'm in the pros. Uh, a guy from that went to school at Edgewood probably not accurate. However, no, it could be like he was so good though. Like, yeah, uh, just so smooth with everything he did, did not miss. Um, I, I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Because I think he was, like, in Fort McCoy out of, like, pure coincidence, too. Like, because he was an active duty guy. So it's not like he was just coming from Madison to, like, hang out on a weekend. W- whatever. I'm remembering something. Let's roll down yeah. this list a little bit more, Mike. We, yeah. we so, um, spend too much time on Juwan Howard being a good fighter. Yeah, so he essentially tries to fight the Badgers coaches 
which I guess do it again. Yeah. It's a good talking point. Um, Victor Carantini on the 4th of July hits a walk-off bomb. He's the backup catcher for the Brewers. Yeah, these um, moments I are not. Blew that game. I think Hater blew that game, and then on the 4th of July, I guess that's what kind of makes it big. Um, Packers lose in London to the Giants, which is the first big loss that they had. That Minnesota loss I don't think was, like, stunning. No. The Giants loss was actually stunning. No, because I remember us talking, like, going into it. It's like, we can lose, we can lose to the Vikings. But we have a super easy stretch against the Commanders, against the Jets, against the Giants. Uh, and we end up losing like every single one of those games. If yeah. the Packers beating Dallas this year isn't on that list, someone is a Debbie Downer because that's yeah. what's kept this season alive. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know if it is. So I didn't read through all of them. Um, so. Alex Cavallini helped the Team USA get silver. Uh, she's from Arrowhead High School, so I don't know if she played at Wisconsin or whatever. But um, That's interesting because I wouldn't have expected you to be going outside the box with this because then I think we could actually have like a good top 10 moments like the Badgers volleyball team. Um, yeah, which is kind of – maybe it's on here yet, right? So, like I said, yeah. um, that ha- I, no, so that's last year that they won it. No, we, oh, yeah. No, you're right. Because that yeah. would have happened in yeah, yeah. late 2021. Yeah. So that, that would be coming this year. And I, I think the girls' team's good again, or still good, not good again. Yeah. And I, like, so, like I said, I don't know if she plays for Wisconsin, but she's the goalie for Team USA. They took silver, right? And so, and whatever world event happened. Um, Giannis became the leading scorer for the Bucks franchise history. Took over for Kareem, who played like five years two, for the Two days. Bucks. Yeah, like he barely played for the Bucks. He visited us. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that was... Was that fucking 10? Okay. Anyway, they, they, so like was... they, missed, they missed like things that I consider to be way bigger. Okay. Right. Give, give me at your one. Give me so two. Le- Leroy oh. Butler gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's that was big. Yep. I'll take that. I mean, that's uh. it's gotta be like way up there. Um that's kind of the and then like Brett Favre, like if you're gonna just do big moments, Brett Favre shit has to be up there. I'm <laughs> I'm torn on this list. Maybe I'll have to like pull it up, but um, yeah, I think if the Giants loss is in there, that Dallas win needs to be in there because that's gonna be the the moment in the Super Bowl video after we won the Super Bowl this year, is where we lean on. And Christian Watson catches three touchdowns. That, I, and that's why I didn't even like mention that off the top of my head is because I didn't think we were going to like dive deep. The Packers lost to the Giants in London. That's 
not. So, like, I think you could say they have their first London game, right? So, like, they're the last team to do it, maybe. I think that's even a stretch. Like, if you said, like, Aaron Rodgers broke his thumb in London, which I guess maybe. If you're going to give Aaron Rodgers news, he did win his fourth MVP last year. Yeah, that's fairly significant. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Like, this list I don't think is awesome, but I don't because my memory isn't awesome, right? Like, I can't, like, go back and, like, pinpoint some stuff. Um, I don't have 10 better ones either. All right. We're going to have Kyle on the show next week. So I'm going to have all of us come up with their top three Wisconsin sports moments of the year. Caveat, you can't mention anything that was already on the list. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I think maybe that I think that's true. like what about like the Aaron Rodgers MVP stuff? Like I think we can probably find stuff. You can go look at that article. There's other things that are on there, right? The like honorable mentions or whatever. So yeah, I think we could just rep some Wisconsin locals that are doing big things around the world. Um yeah, we can figure something out, I'm sure. So yeah, we'll figure something out for the New Year's New Year's Eve special. It's gonna be like the New Year's Eve 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 though. It won't be exactly New Year's Eve, but yeah, so it should be like the 30th. 29th. Yeah, 29th comes out the 30th. All right. You ready to roll into the bing bong recap for week 16? Oh yeah, how how deep we get in this thing? Let's keep not too deep. Not not too deep. Uh, We're gonna do our overs and unders uh, next, and I think overs and unders, and then Thursday night thunder is gonna close out the show. So I'm gonna go through. uh, I'll I'll just recap the the big big story. So Mike and I both crushed it this week. So Mike goes eleven of five. Uh, winning a hundred or 550 bing bongs this week. I go 12 and four winning 760 bing bongs this week. So that brings the 550 brings Mike's total to negative 1480. And my Chargers are going to cover too. Oh, it looks like they're going to cover 20 okay. to three. And then yeah, so if we want to do this, so Mike goes for 650. He's at 1380. We'll just update it on the fly here. And I go 13, 13 and four and win 860 bing bongs, bringing me to actually, Mike, I just think I went the wrong. Oh, no, it went the right direction with you, uh, which brings me to 2770. So we're making our comeback Uh, late in the season. We make our pushes, but I'm going to roll through the games real quick and we'll keep it quick. Uh, If there's anything that comes up that you feel like mentioning, uh, feel free. Actually, let's just skim the games real quick and I will tell you what, I mean, we did good this week, so I, I think I think the big one is Dallas 
scoring 40 points against the Eagles uh, makes the so Eagles the Bron- look a little susceptible. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do think that – well, the defensive side of things, I don't think that the Eagles are bad. But I think that people are pushing against the Eagles a lot of times, right? So the Eagles come out to leads, and then teams push against them, which allow them to play a little bit more aggressively, get more turnovers, things like that. And so when Dallas isn't down big, they can play the game they want, which allows you to play a better game. Yeah. And – I will mention like that that's one of the games that I didn't have the best handle on uh, mostly scoreboard watching there, but that was mostly due to the Eagles and Dallas having shit semi locked up. Like I said, I think it was good that Dallas won that game to keep the Eagles hungry, keep Dallas hungry. Yeah. Uh, and like kept it going, but Long story short of the week, everything happened the way the Packers needed to happen. I think where you were going with this one is the Broncos losing that game 14 to 51 versus the Rams. And then nothing yeah. Hackett gets fired today. So our our old boy uh did not last as a head coach very long in the league. Well, so the thing that I think is most surprising about that game is the Rams aren't good for one, right? They're not a good team. They don't have their top offensive players and they scored 51 points against a defense that I want to say for through the first maybe 11 or 12 games, like didn't give up more than 17, 18 points. No. And I think that's why Hackett got fired is just because his team straight up didn't show up to win. They were two and a half point favorites going to Los Angeles yeah. and they just didn't show up, did not show up at all. Um, Cam Akers goes off, uh, gets his opportunity back again. He had three touchdowns and like 150 something yards. I don't know. I don't yeah, know how played many really well. he had, but yeah. Yeah. And he uh, looked good I think- early against the Packers last week. So maybe, maybe he's got something brewing up there. Yeah, and I guess I'm not sure if anything else really surprised me a ton. No. The Titans are falling apart, which surprises me a little bit, but I don't know if it completely surprises me. No. We kind of called that one coming. I mean, I know you said, you know, is you kind of echoed what Aaron Rodgers said was, you know, Yeah, but that was week two Rodgers said that, right? Yeah. Um. 49ers stay hot. They're still whooping teams' asses, taking their names. Uh, Brock Purdy, still still no correction for the the Purdy boy out there in San Francisco. Uh, Bengals look like they're one of the teams to beat in the AFC. So, yeah, that's what I'll have you do, Mike. Rank your top three AFC teams and then – rank your top three nfc teams after so i'm gonna yeah so i'm gonna go with like the nfc right now and i think it's i want to say that the 49ers are the top team in the nfc and i look to be pretty clearly the 
um, odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl, right? Anybody who runs into them is going to be running into problems. And I still think it's the Eagles. So I think being able to put up 34 points, I mean, I get it. You lost. To win the Super Bowl or to make it to the Super Bowl? For the Niners? Yeah. Yeah, maybe just make it. But, man, they look good. They look pretty easily the best team in the NFC. Uh, I think I want to say the Eagles are next, and then the Packers just been on a roll. I'm going to take the Packers, you know, but because uh, I love the Packers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think if I'm going to like be honest about it, the Vikings win the close games. They, I hate to say this, but I think that's what good teams do, right? Everybody says they're frauds because they play in all these close games and they don't blow anybody out. When do they fail? Right? And if they fail in the playoffs, I guess that's what it is. We've watched the Packers do that, and we don't think that we're frauds because we failed in an NFC championship game or an NFL in uh NFC divisional round game. Yeah, I think if you're a Vikings team and you come out and thump the Packers next week, I think then you can feel pretty good. I think you could say we're on par with the Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers-ish. But I think 49ers being your number one team is is a good call. So I, so if I'm going to rank them one, two, three, I got Niners, Eagles, Vikings, and I think Dallas are bigger frauds than the Vikings are. All right. I'll do mine real quick. So I'm going to go Packers, one. They're, they're <laughs> on a steaming heater. And then I'm going to go 49ers two and we'll we'll keep it easy. I'll go Eagles three and then I'll be non-biased with my AFC and I'll go first on the AFC side of things and I might be missing something. So if I need to be corrected, correct me, but I chiefs that that's my favorite. And I'm going to follow the suit of last year. I think the Bengals are the number two team in the AFC. And then number three, I think the easy answer would be to say the Bills. But I kind of want to search for somebody different than the Bills because I just feel like they have their their troubles because I can't remember exact. So they beat the Bears 35 to 13 this weekend. So they rolled them. Um, so really the only other team that's even close in the AFC is Baltimore and they're 10 and 5. Shit. So yeah, I will stick with the Bills then if if the Ravens are the next team that I have to pick. But I think the Chiefs are far and away and i think it's the same situation as last year is the Bengals are a team that can catch them i want to say the Bengals have had pretty damn good luck versus the chiefs i want to say joe burrow's undefeated versus four, three and oh four and oh something like that yeah yeah so kind of kind of odd there that like cincinnati's been rolling with the chiefs but yeah I, Yeah, I think that Buffalo and Kansas City are 
essentially definitely on top. I'm going to take Buffalo as my top team. Um, I think when Josh Allen is rolling, that nobody beats him. Now, the same can go for Patrick Mahomes. I think that his supporting cast isn't what Josh Allen's is, but that kind of is what it is. Um, And I think with a healthy Lamar, Baltimore is better than Cincinnati. I I don't know why, but I hate Cincinnati. Like, I I can't get on board with them. I just I think feel that like they, they are lucky. I think that they have the best record. So I yeah, would I get be. That. So hottest team in the AFC, I would say is the Chiefs are just rolling people. Uh, right now, the Bills yes. hold the one seed. Yes. The yeah, Bills hold they the beat one the seed. Chiefs early. And I will say the hottest team that is not like a sexy team in the AFC is the Jaguars. And they're playing playing some good ball, looking like they're going to be able to win the AFC South. That doesn't look like that's that tall of a task this year. And that would be the category that I would put the Packers in is one of these frisky teams that you don't want to see in the playoffs the way that they're playing. And I think Doug Peterson is like a hell of a clever coach, like when he needs to be, and that might be his Packers route. And it's all because he's a Packer. Yeah. It's all because he's a Packer. Like he's not a good coach because he did anything else. It's because he was a Packer for, four years or five years, whatever it was. Yeah. All right. So we kind of did the show backwards and we didn't even write down our overs and unders, but let's do our overs and unders. Or do you think we should do Thursday night thunder first? No, let's do Thursday night. Thursday night thunder, Thursday night thunder. So just the, Is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Titans? Titans. No, Chargers. No, it's Titans. I don't know where yep. you're getting the Chargers. Well, so I'm just a crazy person. That's all. So uh, the so Cowboys. I'll go for, I'm going to go first on this, and I'm going to uh, flip this on its head. I'm going to take the Chargers. They're not even playing in the damn game. <laughs> I'm sorry, the <laughs> Titans here. I'll take the Chargers. Is that a draw if they're not even playing? You didn't even give the line either. Uh, So we got uh, the Cowboys are minus 10. And the Titans have been shit in the bed. I see that. Like, I get it. Um, I think the Cowboys win games because they're turnover dependent defensively. And they figure that out, right? That their defense creates turnovers, does the right thing. And with a guy like Derrick Henry, I don't think the Titans are going to give the ball up. They're going to protect the ball. That's going to be the whole idea of the game. And that's going to make that game super close. And I think the Titans could win this. 
definitely won't take them as a double dog because I think they're pissing the bed, right? That like, oh, they got this huge lead in the AFC South and then they just let it fall apart. Um, but I think they keep this within 10 for sure. So Malik Willis is going to be playing quarterback for the Titans. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's the guy that's the backup there. Yeah. Yeah. So the old Liberty's finest uh, is going to be playing quarterback for the Titans. And I'm just going to, when, when it lines that big, I'd like to give the points. So I'm going to give the points. I'm going to say Dallas whoops some ass and Tennessee. I think Tannehill is a bigger piece of what makes that ship like a good team that's not wreckable. And I just think Malik Willis having to figure out shit on the fly could could be deadly against the Cowboys. And and yeah, so I, I'm gonna roll with the Cowboys on that one. I'm gonna contradict Mike. And now we are gonna go into our overs and unders. And I am going to make Mike start. So what do you got, Mike? Uh, so I would say that um, for me, my over, or I'll do it correctly. I'll start with my fucking under for the week. Yep. Um, so my under for the week is that, so we open gifts on Christmas Day, just like, I don't know, like probably like, I'm going to say 70% of the population, right? Opens on Christmas morning rather than like Christmas Eve morning. 70%? Yeah. I've heard of like the fair. one present on Christmas Eve or something like. Yeah, so I, I want to like say that. that we opened, when I was a kid, we opened on Christmas Eve because. We don't care about Christmas in the Doherty family. We love Mike's birthday. Yeah. In the Doherty family. Like in my parents did a really nice job like separating things out. So we opened Chris presents on Christmas and then like immediately we're headed to uh my in-laws at like ten o'clock. So we open presents at like seven and then at ten o'clock we're headed to my in-laws. Well, so my living room is just trashed like toys everywhere boxes so i did an okay job getting like the boxes cleaned up this afternoon and i get it like today's the 26th you're like listening to this on the 27th being like this motherfucker still hasn't cleaned his house up well i don't wanna on my birthday like i went out i got drunk i fucking did what i wanted to do and then today like the kids want to be using all their shit, right? So like, my kitchen's okay, my like the actual toy room's okay, but the living room where we open gifts is atrocious, and it like gives me anxiety to walk into that room. That's how bad it is. Like, there's just shit everywhere, and I know that it all has to get cleaned up. And so, at some point, like the wife and I will go in there and like start figuring out where all the new toys and like bullshit goes. But at this point we've just left it. 
and I don't, I hate it. I hate it, which is weird because, like, when I was a kid, like, that's the way I grew up. It's like shit was just kind of everywhere all the time. But oh man, I love it. But I cannot imagine my wife like letting that roll. I'm interested in when we have kids, like, how these kids will grow up, like, with. Like, and I, I don't even think you and I are very similar. It's like, sure, you you don't need your house to be that clean. But, like, if it's yeah. that dirty, it'll probably give you a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. But and I've like, changed a little bit on that, too. Like, so when I was young, things were fine being dirty. Right? And now I just don't like it as much. No, I'm in the same boat. But I think, yeah, I would... I, like a lot of that comes from my wife and yeah, shit does not stay dirty at my house. Like if you come to my house and like look at it and you're like, Oh, these people cleaned up. Cause I'm coming over. Not the case ever. Like my house is like pristine. I was setting up for the show tonight. So if I get into a little of my, so I got an extra portable screen Cause I can't work on one laptop screen ever. So it's one that I can bring to school, whatever. I'll probably get in that till a little bit later. And then I set my microphone up. I set my headphones up and stuff. And there's cords all over the place. And I told my wife to like, come out and look at the new screen that she got me. And she could just see the cords all over the place. She was she like, couldn't, she couldn't look at no, the screen, huh? No, yeah. she was just trying to figure out a way how to hide the cords and like bundle them up and make them move. But I love that though, Mike. The um, toys all over the place. What what's what was the most exciting toy of? Because because what what <laughs> I get this wrong every time, but I want to guess. So you got a ten year old, a six year old, and. Uh, three-year-old, four-year-old. No, so you're right the first time with the three and you're a year over on everybody, right? Mm. So um, I got a nine-year-old. A, I, I'll give you the six-year-old because he's going to be six in like nine days. So early part of the early part of the year, he'll be um, six. And then I got a three-year-old. So um that like I don't so we gave them so we had a dog pass away this last year right and so my daughter got a stuffed animal that looks like our old dog and she was super pumped about that you know what would be a better present than that though a new dog yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but she would like she's mentioned multiple times how like what did she she said something like if she hadn't gotten that gift she would have like been super like disappointed or whatever which is funny because she wouldn't have known she wouldn't have gotten that gift right but anyway that might be one of them and then uh we got in like as an adult looking at this thing i think it's kind of dumb but uh both my boys asked for it and then my daughter's been pretty excited about it as well. It was for all three of them. It's like a Mario Kart. They have Mario Kart. They can play actual Mario Kart. So let's get this out there. But they got a Mario Kart racetrack where they can like 
play it. It's like a Hot Wheels track. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool, right? And it's pretty big. And they they've been playing them with that pretty consistently. Did you ever um, get the Batman track back in the day? Like where you had like nope. the gun and you could like run the Batman versus the Joker around the track. Oh no, definitely not. I, oh I man, it, it was sick. It was absolutely sick. Yeah, and so like that this track thing, and then it tells them who wins. So it, like it's got a little thing that like whoever comes through first, it'll tell you which lane wins. Which, <sighs> it's it's pretty cool, right? Like oh the, man, if yeah. you get some money involved and bring that <laughs> to dude, <laughs> <laughs> next time I go to the church, I should yeah, that's what I'm saying. You. All right, guys, we're gambling on the on the Hot Wheels races. <laughs> you got to figure out the algorithm before you go, so you like know which track's gonna win on which one. So and you can like so Mario Kart has like obstacles and like bullshit in it, right? Like the video game does. So you can like either lock it and then like there's no traps in it, or you unlock it. And if you unlock it, there's traps in it. And then like one of them will like hit a thing, and they'll hit a trap. So like it'll stop certain certain cars. Oh man, this so sounds awesome. Run. It doesn't even yeah, sound so like, like a kid's toy. That sounds like I mean, it's, it's pure, pure gambling. Yeah, it could be. Not like I never like didn't even cross my mind. So I I enjoy the fact I might start gambling <laughs> with the kids, have them get out like some dollars or something, quarters. Heck give yeah. everybody five dollars worth of quarters. They gamble every week. So right now my father in law runs like a pick 'em pool. And they're like, they get all upset if they don't win. Like they'll pick the NFL games, get <laughs> get all mad if they don't win the dollar that Grant put hands out. So, yeah, so they already have like a pick and pool that they're they're a part of, and they're growing up right. So. They're growing up right. Yeah, but my wife would be all about gambling on this thing too. Like that's the exact kind of gambling she loves. She doesn't love like me gambling on sports, but like. Her family, like, probably for, like, right from the jump, like, I knew that they were, like, into, like, gambling and shit like that. Her dad runs, like, a pool on everything. Like, on the Packer game, he ran a, uh, shoot, what is it called when you do the boxes? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, you get, like, a one through nine squares. squares. Yeah, he ran a squares on on the Packer game last week because it's around Christmas, so. And I would say that probably at least one playoff game a, a week he'll run squares on, maybe two. Because yeah. that's just the way they roll. They got yeah, that's like, a fun yeah. one, like pure chance. Yep. Yeah, I like the idea of gambling on that with the kids. Like maybe even just candy. You don't have to gamble real real money, just candy or whatever. Whoever wins get pieces of candy. Yep. No, I mean, I like the idea of you bringing it to the church and you and your buddies just being like, like, you know, the ballers will come out. Not like I know that if I brought that to like my friend's attention, like maybe it would, we would have to be like 22, 23, but there would be at least 50s flying <laughs> on, on whose shit was going to win. 
Because what's the game? I'm trying to think. I just remember I had two friends in it, and I think one of them was nice enough to be like, I'm going to let this guy get his money back. Like when he had the guy by the nuts was – but it was like a pure chance game. Like I want to say they were just like flipping a card over to see who would get the higher card. It wasn't that it was like an actual, Oh no, it was a dice game. The six, five, four. Okay. And, and they, there was like two guys going at it and there was $200 like from, so $400 on the table. And I was like way too rich for my blood. Like no chance. Yeah. Like still to this day, like I would not let that happen. Yeah, we played it like around like so. And when we go to the church, we play a different. The it's dealer's choice, and then they have to deal if they. We play a few different games like, mean in between or like blackjack, and then one person last time we played, decided to like run into what was it called? It was like like a horse racing game or something. And basically like whichever played. suit yeah. goes through. Yeah. Diamond. So like, yeah. But we kept it pretty, pretty limited there because we've seen a couple of meet in between pots that get up to like a hundred bucks. And so have you played meet in between, like between the sheets? I mean, I've done some things between some sheets, but yeah, not likely. <laughs> Don't have any um, kids to prove it. So yeah, you're probably right. I've never done that before. Yeah. Uh anyway, uh it's basically like you pick a card, like so two cards come out and you have to say, is it if it's gonna hit in the middle? If it hits in the middle, you win money. Right? Okay. So like a 10 and a three come out and you're like, Yep, it's gonna be middle. Seven. Right. Got it. So mean in between. It's if it's between there, you win. Like in the the last time we played, I bet you no shit. Three times it's like king four in the four will hit or the king will hit, right? Yeah. Which means you have to double what's in the pot. So if you you have to double your bet, yeah. In like three or four times that fucking bullshit happened. Like big spreads, and you're like, I'm gonna take it all, and like boom, got killed on it. But so yeah, we just keep it limited on like games of like pure chance. But uh that racing game, I bet you we could get we could get guys running running oh, dollars yeah. out there pretty oh, consistently. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. How many yeah. lanes are there? Six, maybe five or six. Fuck man, that's that's incredible. Yep. So it's definitely five and it could be six. Does have you noticed? Does like one lane run the gambit, or you're like, is it pretty chancy? So it's kind of nice because like even like the five year old can run the game by himself, right? And maybe so yeah, you guys can be drunk as shit running this thing then. But I mean, so or maybe you just got to take the five year old with you to run it for (laughs) you, right? But like the other thing is it's a button. So it's like actually like kind of even that like you just hit a button and that releases the cars. So it's not like 
they say ready set go and like you release them like you hit a button to release the cars but i haven't seen i haven't noticed like a lane because i don't pay that much attention so when you say that though is it like magnetically ran any way or is it just like pure momentum runs just like just momentum oh so it's like that that was another thing that I always thought would have been like super good gambling. Were you familiar with like Boy Scouts back in the day? I mean, yeah, I was in Boy Scouts for a while, but yeah. like I don't know what you're referring to. So, but the boxcar derbies or whatever, like oh yeah, that'd be that <laughs> would be super interesting. I mean, that's not even pure chance because like people make like if you were betting on yourself like through that, that would be cool. Yeah, we did not do a boxcar derby when we were in Scouts. Um, but that you know what I'm talking about though is like the thing yeah, that releases yeah. it and you had to make a car that was like more aerodynamic than the other ones. And like the pricks with like uh weights in the front. Yeah, like dads who like got like way too involved in their kids' shit, like would have like aerodynamic like people who were like actually made cars would like be like oh yeah my my kid he's some sort of genius he, he cut <laughs> yeah, a hole just, through the middle of it so like the wind would just not catch does sparta have a boxcar derby no so i'm not talking about like the boxcar derby on uh little rascals like they make like tiny little cars and it's not like be, tiny. Okay. I'd be more <laughs> in, impressed with like the little rascal style, right? Yeah, no, but I you mean, got that, that would have been car, huh? sweet if we did the little rascals thing. But no, I think I think Wilton there. needs to have one. It has to happen now. <laughs> it's a well. Once you're the mayor, dude, once you're the mayor, you can make uh, that so, shit happen. Uh, so getting into the mayor stuff so my brother-in-law like he's got some problems with the way the city is currently being run he doesn't like everything right he's like i'm gonna run for fucking mayor or he's gonna run for i need like three or four people to run with me so i can actually make some changes because if just he wins like nothing will change right but like get like three or four people that are all kind of on the same page. Like you can turn the whole city over just like that. Like it won't take anything. If you could all get voted in. The pool is going to be open an extra half hour guys. Get ready. (laughs) Boom. Open, open that, open that baby up at like 9am. Right. And you're going to have like a new pizza ranch in no time. Yep. Yep. It'll probably be called like, something like that's similar to the pizza farm you know pizza resort no it'll be a pizza farm it'll be just kind of like a shitty offshoot of pizza ranch uh oh i love it already but it'll be it'll be a wilton thing so uh but anyway my under is that my fucking uh house or my living room mostly is just fucking trash. And like, I didn't have, wasn't like dicking with it today. Like let the kids play with their shit. Let it be messy for a while. And then I'll move on from there. I respect the move. I don't think it'll ever happen in my mouth or, or in my house, but I respect yeah, so it. Like, I would let way, that happen. 
that's the way I thought when I was like before we had kids. So before we had kids, like my house was usually very, very clean. I'll give you that. Would, yeah. No, you, your right. house was always like a nice one to come home to. Yeah. And so like Kelly was pretty particular about like clean and stuff. And like, I think you just get different priorities to some extent, because if you don't ever get like your leisure time, like you chase that a little bit. Yeah. And some yeah. parents don't. So, so some parents don't like, but today, like we kind of just more relaxed than really tried to do something. And then we got my uh, son's birthday coming up. So like Kelly's trying to make another batch of cookies so that he can have like the style that he wants for when he goes back to school or whatever. So yeah, I like it. I like it. So what's the over then, even though that all sounds like an over to me. Yeah. So it's all pretty good except for the fact that like the room gives me anxiety. Right. So like, I don't like that. Like I don't like walking in there. Um, so my over is that the NFL football weekend was fucking perfect for the Packers. And like that made my heart and my soul like actually happy. Like that like changes my whole mood about things. Uh, so my birthday is on Sunday. And so I'm supposed to go up and like we're going to do some stuff at uh, – my in-laws were like, they have their Christmas party on actually Christmas day. But so I get there and like her brother isn't flying in because his flight gets canceled. And then, so we find out later that his flight gets canceled for another time. So like, I don't know when we do it, do the stuff that we're going to do. Like we pushed it off because of him. And then now we're a few days out. And he's not going to come back, right? Like, so I don't know what's going on now. But that's not the sounds like an under. No, no. So this is this is you hate. No, I no, I no, I like him. He's he's fine. He's fine. Like no no issues there. But like, so basically, I get there. Um, it's like ten or fifteen minutes before the Packer game starts. And I just start drinking beer. I have like three beers down before the Packer game starts. And I'm like, just like perfect. I know I don't have to drive home. It's a nice, I just had a birthday where I'm sitting on the couch, like tweeting, watching the football game, like with a few guys that like care about what happens in the football game. I think that that's enjoyable. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I, I think I sat on the couch probably for like, six or seven hours just like doing nothing drinking talking and um so we got a buddy caught we got a buddy carl he texted me last night and he's like oh you know how was your christmas i was like kind of perfect like i was just like drunk watch the packers win i don't know really how it gets much better than that maybe it's the bucks win right the bucks win i watch the bucks game and yeah, but like my over is that like I had like a birthday that is the leisure that I seek every day now. If I could just have a day where I sat down and fucking just shot the shit with people for 
two or three hours, got nice and drunk and went to bed. Like it's a good yeah. day. That's a good yeah. day. No, that I don't know why this uh strikes me as something. And you were never like like a big old partier back in the day. No. But <clears throat> I do not miss this like consistently, but I do miss sometimes just the way like exactly how I ran my bachelor party. Like I miss oh yeah that like playing cards. Like we weren't you know like in all honesty like i if someone was like oh whatever happens at a bachelor party like you don't talk about like you could talk about everything that happened at my bachelor party and that's just what i wanted like i just wanted like an old day of just watching basketball like so your birthday is pretty good in the sense in the sense like how the football schedule worked out this year my birthday is always good Cause it's always yeah. March madness and I don't know. That's, that's all I want. So yeah, I respect the over that's, that's. Uh, so I've actually had that discussion with, um, with Tony. So we like, we end up at, we're at it. Uh, so Tony and Andy are both cousins of mine. So we're at Andy's daughter's birthday party, like just kind of hanging out and we're like, we need another, bachelor party so in tony's been divorced maybe a time or two more than you'd like to and uh he's like well you know i maybe i should just get divorced so i can have another bachelor party so that we can just like have that weekend again but those weekends are like awesome right like so like you said that's the kind of bachelor party tony had this go around and it's that yeah like if I could do that like once or twice a year, that'd be perfect. Yeah, it's just chasing the good old days. And yeah, and then you remember the stuff like you're like, okay, this is why I was kind of paying the ass. This is why I have it better now, but like this is why I was kind of awesome as well. Um yeah, no. like I don't need that every weekend. And so for for you. You probably had that every weekend when you were 22. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you were that guy that was out and about and doing shit every weekend. Yeah, Thursday through Sunday, there was no break. And usually it would be, like, a random Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, like, oh, we got drunk Monday, too, this week. Like, Right. And so, like that time where you just like have nothing to like be holding you to no work no family like you could do that with your family too but like there's there's some responsibility that comes with that kind of shit as well oh yeah there's yeah anxiety that would build in but like when it was like planned for and yeah like like when I was gone for my bachelor party, it was just known that I was going to be gone. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's, but it's kind of perfect. Bachelor parties are awesome. When you do. Well, so like, like it's you said, always your birthday. It's always your birthday. Yeah. No. So like my 21st birthday, I had like one glass of boot, like wine and that was it. You were kind yeah. of a nerd, dude. Super nerd. Super nerd. <laughs> 
Yeah. But no, I, I like it. I respect everything you said. Uh, yeah, it sounds like the perfect day. The football games all fell. If you're a Packer fan, everything, every single thing that could have went right, went right. And that's crazy. And like, honestly, I, you're right. Like all the things went well. If you're the if you're a Lions fan or like a Lions like player or alumni or coach or whatever, like you got to be thinking, how in the fuck did like everything fall just the way the Packers need it? Nothing has ever fallen the way the Lions need it ever. Yeah, in the in the history of ever. You're in the Packers. Like if you're a Debbie Downer on the Packers, we had shit fall our way. Many of many of times, like granted, I would say usually the Packers are like a good enough team, like throughout the season where it falls their way, like game to game. But that Nate pool catch, like in 98 or 99, like whichever year it was, right? Yeah, like where the Packers had no business of being in the playoffs. And and honestly, it was a catch that wouldn't stand today because Nate Poole catches the ball in the back of the end zone versus the Vikings. He has one foot down and gets shoved out of bounds and the Packers go to the playoffs because of it. Then we give Nate Poole the key to the city. But did we actually do that? Yeah. Yeah. He came to green Bay. Uh, They, they gave him a show. Good move. All right, All right. Where, are you, where are you at with your overs and unders? All right, so there's one thing that I wanted to touch because I shit on it a little bit too hard last show, and I finally tried it for the first time. Eggnog, not that bad. I had eggnog today, and like I said, so my mother-in-law and my wife were drinking it without alcohol. I was like, there's no chance I'm trying that without alcohol in it. So I went and bought a ba- bottle of brandy, to oh, mix yeah. with Brandy's it. probably the go to the go-to on that, right? Yeah, because we were trying, we were discussing like the lady in the store too. She she's part of my over uh for the eggnog portion of the segment. Uh she was amazing. She was like walking me around the store, and I was like, Do you drink eggnog? And she was like, Oh yeah, I drink eggnog. She was like, I love it mixed with like this stuff. And like I looked at that stuff and I was like, okay, that's like too expensive of a bottle of like liquor that I care to have in my house. So she was like, Oh, brandy would probably be good too. So you got like a, what was the liquor that she was suggesting Not maybe not like the actual brand. Right. So I don't want to put you out on like, Oh, pack can't afford nothing. Right. If it's a $25 bottle of whatever, but was it brandy, whiskey, rum? I think it was brown. And I'm not a big rum fan in, in all of my run-ins with rum, like people like Captain Morgan. I'm not a huge fan. I feel Uh, like you were a Ron Diaz guy for a long time. Not at all, dude. You got me wrong. You got me wrong. I was a Jose Cuervo Cuervo guy. Uh, If, if we're going with names, but but yeah, I got the bottle of brandy. Did 
my first drink of eggnog that I will remember for the rest of my life. And it was very good. It was like a milkshake almost. And that's what the lady told me at the store. She was like, it's kind of like a milkshake. And I was like shaking up the uh, eggnog because I was like, whatever. And I could feel like chunks of shit, like hitting Mm. the side. Like, and no, this eggnog was just bought like two days ago. So it like can't bad. But like it was still like grossing me out in my head. So yep. I made the one for my mother-in-law first. And I put like two shots of brandy in there. And in my in dumbass, the whole, like carton. No, 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 no. In her drink. So okay. like I was like, we have whatever, non-alcoholic eggnog and brandy. And yeah, whatever. I poured two shots in and then filled the rest of the glass with eggnog and then like it just looked disgusting like the brandy was like all on the outside of the eggnog so i put a straw in there like mixed it around and shit and then i just gave it to my mother-in-law and i was like i am not gonna like that like i already know and uh yeah my dumb ass was like all right i'll pour myself one like if i'm giving her one i gotta have one and she was like why don't you just try mine first I was like, I do not know why I didn't think of it. Tried hers. It was good. Made myself one. Drank the whole thing. I was I was impressed. I would say I could drink one per night of that. that. And, but it was like actually tasty. Like it was like a good time. I, I don't know how to explain. Like my opinion got flipped. Like it still kind of weirds me out when I'm shaking the eggnog box, but, but yeah, it was, it was all Did right. You try it without booze. No, and I'm never going to like, it Fair just enough. doesn't make sense to me. It's like, it's like taking a shot of tequila without alcohol. Like, why would you take, I mean, but yeah, it, the, the, the purpose is to get drunk, right? But yeah, I, I kind of get your question though as well. It's like, no, I wouldn't just drink it like I would drink a sun drop. Like that's okay. That's not in the cards. But it, it kind of tastes like a milkshake. But yeah, this so I had I actually had what would be like a milkshake, which was like I shouldn't say milkshake, uh or a grasshopper. Like, so no, like a cool uh so we call them coolers. My wife oh, family yeah. calls them coolers. Um so it's it's root beer and ice cream, and then they put rum chata in it. That was pretty dang good. So the rum chata still does exist. I I think that's what it was. Like I said, I was pretty drunk, and then I was drinking that in the middle of the day, and my wife's like, they were making fun of me because I I knew the term like beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear, and everybody's like, oh, you got even like nice little rhymes for how you drink, and I was like. Well, yeah, I think everybody knows those rhymes, but apparently they did not. I would assume so. That doesn't work. Okay. For me, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, like I was fine last night, but like I just drink and I don't get sick. Like that's like I well, might I've be hungover. Gotten sick, dude. I I probably talk too much shit. I I don't drink like I used to, but man, 
Yeah, I, but Pat, like you were doing some like pretty silly shit when you were probably like seventeen. Nope, never drank before I was <laughs> you, twenty-one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> like you were doing some things that probably like hardcore alcoholics cannot do. Yeah, but I still wouldn't like put myself like toe to toe with somebody that could you know like or when drinks you get every it, day right yeah and when you get in, into it with some people where they're like i can drink like this like i got no like cool tricks to come out of it like i can't chug a beer fast like yeah like that's maybe something you, i wish i could do like just like house one like yeah easy. like just crack it back and like put it back in a second but maybe in 2023 yeah no but we're 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 straying from it a little bit, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't even know what my over was. So that was, uh, that was eggnog. your under the, the, the eggnog was good. I mean, I guess under? that was, I guess that was my over. So my okay. under, I don't even know what. Yeah. No, I probably should have took a little, little bit more time to prep. Man, if no I worries. had to say that I had an under is that my wife, always crushes me in the gift giving department is like that's tough right yeah no i'm in the same there's there's no beating her is she'll tell me what she wants and i cue into a lot of things and even like i feel like i'm decent like where i'll even like a little thing like oh this pair of socks with a peach on it like is something that I want or this. So she had like three big things she wanted, not big, but like three decent things that she wanted, a robe, an apron, and like some sandals, some like house sandals or whatever, like uh, slippers. And I got all those, I got them all good. But then she comes out and she gets me this like whiskey, so I think I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I've been trying to get into like whiskey a little bit more. So she got me whiskey glasses with like a nipple in it. Like, so it's like fancy whiskey drinking glass. Okay. And then like the ice cubes that are like round, like the capability to make those. Yep. So like real stones, like you're putting like a rock in it instead of. Yep. Yep. Like a circle. Cubes, or, right? Yeah. Yep. Very cool. And then she got me my portable screen that I touched earlier in the show and just life changing stuff. Like it's going to make school so much like better for me, but just always crushes me. So that is my under. And then, like I said, my over tried eggnog. It was good. Uh, My mother-in-law is in town. We've been having a good time hanging out. And I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention how good this football weekend went. And I don't, it doesn't sound like I had as good of a time as you, as like easy of a time as you. It's like, I kind of wanted to be like a coherent host type deal. Um, but I definitely enjoyed watching a ton of football this weekend with my family, mostly on board. Like, 
Yeah. Yep. So it was a good time. And so, so for me, like I get an extreme amount of leniency for Christmas day. That's nice. Right? So like my, my that's wife probably the best part of your. So my, like my wife will let me do, like, if I wanted to stay home yesterday, like, so this is her family's Christmas It's like, and I guess like her brother wasn't coming back. So things were a little bit shooken up, but she's like, if you want to stay home for the day and just like hang out, you can. I'm like, so I get like an extreme amount of like, do whatever the hell you want to do. It's your birthday. It's your thing. Like if you want to stay home and just watch TV all day, go for it. I know what your wife wants for her birthday. Yeah. She just wants alone time. I got it. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, cause that's what I do to my wife. When I want something, I just keep mentioning like she can do what I want to do. <laughs> you can like, go to this bachelor party if you want. Dude. Yeah. Like, like, that's go have, like no worries. have a girl's weekend. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like that's been pretty consistent, like almost through our entire relationship. Like, like if if I get like that drunk on like a random Sunday, and I'm like just like doing nothing around the house, she would have been like just pissed. Like, just fucking do it. Like, I didn't watch the kids barely at all yesterday. Like, I'm just kind of like there drinking, and she didn't say a word. Like, it's perfect what's up all right well i think that will wrap up episode 29 of banging on the drum what what episode do you think it really is mike do you think so we made 100 yet no nope. no we're not there we should probably like, like figure so i mean even if we're at 52 and 29 that's only 79 no uh 81 Right. And so I don't think we made it to 52 in the original. I thought we made it to like 42, 43. And so my guess would be we are at like 72, 73. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I forget what site gives us the actual amount with the two that we kind of shift between. But I think it's, yeah, 72 or 73. Uh, but yes, like we always say, thank you for listening. We love you. Appreciate the support. If you listen this long through all this bullshit, you're, you're going to get a t-shirt in the mail made by Mike and someday he's pretty attention to detail. If I have to say so myself. So (laughs) thank you all for listening. The Packers are rolling. We are optimistic about it. What you got, Mike? Uh, so, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening. Like, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you're new to tuning in, then you're really like, if you made it this far, you're doing awesome. Uh, and if you're doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll. 73 episodes. Them suckers that doubted the Packers came, eat my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came, eat my shows.
beat them. All of them suckers that doubted the past king. Eat my shows. Eat my shows.